Now, we explored the ten spirit, the way they manifest within the human being. Now, all this, the above-mentioned effect of the emotional traits upon how the teaching goes through or influences only by way of allegory and does not provide a completely true picture of the Sfirot as they exist even within man's soul. For all this applies to the rational soul, which is the lower one in man, and derives, as we spoke about, Klipas Noga. It's the, the gray area. In other words, it's the soul that, that vitalizes us, but we can either use the soul for good or for bad. The lower soul naturally inclines to lower corporeal matters, so that even its intellect goes as far as the understanding can limit, in other words, as far as the human mind can go through. But in true fact, with regard to the spherot and the higher divine soul, which is a part of God, all the internal and external attributes are directed to Hashem alone. The divine soul is concerned with spiritual things alone, so that both its internal love and external chesed are concentrated purely on Hashem. For because of a person's love of Hashem, and because of one's great desire to cleave to Him, he desires with all his being to practice chesed in order to cleave to his attributes. That's why the godly soul wants to do chesed in this real world, because he wants to be like God. So to gvura, to chastise, to hold, to, to, to be stubborn about you know, Torah values, etc., to prevail over one's evil inclination, to sanctify the self, even in things that are permitted. In other words, self-discipline and control. You don't have to eat everything just because it's kosher. And to put up a fence and a hedge for Torah, setting boundaries and you know, strengthening Torah to make sure it doesn't fall, which all Jewish leaders at times have to do. This comes all from Gvura, because of the dread and fear of Hashem. He doesn't want to sin and cause a friction, cause tension with Hashem, heaven forbid. So in order to ensure that a person will not sin, a person may choose to sanctify themselves, refrain from you know, certain portals, certain things that are permissible, so that not to transgress even one portal of the prohibited. Now, to summarize the above conclusions regarding the first two of the seven midot, not only is a human's attribute of chesed directly to Hashem, directed to Hashem, but so too is the attribute of gvura, the fear of God and the external manifestation about rigorous um, observance of Torah mitzvahs. Number three, as we said, was teferis. Likewise, by exercising the attribute of teferit, beauty, we seek to glorify Hashem and His Torah in all the ways possible such as by possessing a beautiful Sefer Torah, beautiful tefillin, and the like, and to cleave to Hashem's praises by praising God with all the faculties of the soul, by intellectual, thoughtful meditation on the greatness of Hashem, and that causes me to sing Hashem's praises. Then what is Netzach? By exercising the attribute of Netzach, we seek to prevail triumphantly against anything that would restrain us from the service of Hashem and from cleaving onto Him, and against anything that would restrain the state of revelation in which the entire earth is filled with Hashem's glory. In other words, we want to bring Hashem into this world, like the wars of, for God that was fought by David HaMelech, King David, which derived from his attribute of Netzach. Likewise, by exercising the attribute of Hod, number five, which implies humility and acknowledging the transcendence of that which defies mortal understanding. We seek to be humble in front of God and praise God from a place of humility. The God who animates and creates everything in this world. Now, though we cannot comprehend and apprehend 
just how everything is truly null before Hashem and Hashem is everything, we still acknowledge and genuinely concede that in absolute truth, such is the case. In other words, from the depths of our soul, a Jew acknowledges that Hashem's supernal das and knowledge, that everything is essentially non-existent before Him, the way God sees reality is true, even if I don't understand it. My das is inferior, but God understands it. And this attribute also includes the expression of gratitude for all the favors He bestowed upon us, so that we should not be ungrateful. The attribute of Hodos includes the offering of thanks to God for all His praiseworthy deeds and His attributes and His workings in the creation of the upper and lower worlds, which are praiseworthy to no end. And that's why Hod also means majesty, splendor. Then there is Yesod. What is Yesod? We're told Yesod is the Tzaddik. Tzaddik is the foundation of the world. In the above analogy, it was by means of the attribute of Yesod that the father communicated with his son and disciple through bonds of desire and pleasure. So too, in the realm of divine service, the attribute of Yesod involves cleaving to Hashem with intense desire and pleasure, so that one's soul is bound up with Hashem, the fountainhead of life, to cleave with incredible attachment and desire out of wondrous love and delight. As for the divine soul's attribute of Malchus, which we didn't explore in the analogy, but we explore it here a bit, the worshiper seeks thereby to accept upon himself the yoke, because Malchus means kingship, Hashem's sovereignty, and of his service, like the service of any servant to their master out of awe and fear.